Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number six, where we will be talking to Debbie Gerbeck and learn how she developed the mastery of coaching as her craft. Debbie Gerbeck is a professional life coach specializing in helping people to find their inspiration. After decades of working in an unfulfilling career, Debbie decided it was time to discover her own passions and turn them into a career. Working through a deep process with a life coach, Debbie developed her inspiration based on her lifelong love for helping people to achieve their dreams and goals. After completing a rigorous demand of IPEC coaching certifications, she has the tools to bring others into their self-discovery journey. Using empathy, intuition, and humor, she has since coached and companioned many people in similar situations. To find out more about Debbie, she can be reached at secondhalftransitions.com. Hello and welcome to Debbie. Hi, Naranjan. Thank you so much for having me on today. It was a pleasure. I'm looking forward to our exciting conversation about your changes and in going into coaching. So tell me a little bit, what is it that defines Debbie to be Debbie? Who are you? Wow, what an ethereal question. <laughs> who is Debbie? Debbie is someone who has had a lifelong journey doing lots of different things. I finally found my passion. The passion actually was just on my front porch. It was who I've been my entire life, and I didn't know it. When I discovered this passion, looking back on my childhood and all the years of living, it was just like, well, this is obvious. You know, this is this is who I am. And so I was able to um, discover who I was and turn it into a career. And so my mission now is to be able to provide other people the same experience or a similar experience that I had. People who are in a transition in that they're not sure what they want to do. I mean, I help all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. I experienced this myself. And so I want to pass on my experience to others and help them as well. So Debbie, you had mentioned having a moment, being reflective on your front porch. What was that process? How did you come to that stage? I had had several careers and I was struggling as a freelancer. As a single mom, I just wasn't making it. I wasn't making enough money to survive. I've always been interested in proofreading and editing. I began a career in that after I had been struggling for so long, I was hired full time and I thought I had made it. I thought, wow, I don't have to go on job interviews anymore. I don't have to search for another career. I made it. I have 
benefits and an amazing salary. And I thought, this is it. I'm no longer struggling. <laughs> and so I was so happy for a while. After about seven or eight years, I started to get depressed because I was so bored. This job was so just sucking the soul out of my existence. Mm -hmm. So that's when I began to reach out. I knew that I needed a change. I knew that I didn't want to be in this job the rest of my life. I would die. There had to be something more than this. There just had to be. I'm not a depressive person. I am a happy person. I mean, generally happy. I just felt like if I stay here, I will just go downhill. So I reached out. I thought I either need a therapist or a coach, a life coach, some somebody that could help me to find me because mm -hmm. I didn't have any passions. I had many interests, but nothing really that soul fulfilling on a regular basis. That's what I wanted to find. I wanted yes. to find my passion. So I hired a life coach. Through the process, I discovered I've always helped people and I've always loved listening to people's stories and I've always championed people. I was my family's cheerleader mm -hmm. from day one. And that's what I love to do. And that is me. Coaching was what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was talking about on my front porch. That was a metaphor. It was just right in front of me. Yes. You know, those are the types of things that I, that I want to help people to discover Sometimes you think back in your life, I played piano all my life, uh, I was in musicals, and I love that. And then I just stopped doing it. Because, you know, life happens and you go to college and you just kind of stop doing some <laughs> things. But it, they're there, they're there within you, and they're in your soul. And so sometimes if you rediscover things that you used to love, you enter into these new passions in a more mature way because yes. you've had life to deal with it. So those are the types of things that I love helping people discover. And that's great the way you expressed it and the way you kind of reflected over your life of doing certain things that you had passion for and you really enjoyed. And then you realized they slowly started leaving your life. You didn't entertain them anymore. You went to college and you didn't play the piano anymore. Maybe you weren't engrossed in other people's lives or stories to be able to really capture that. But yet you've kind of come full circle. And I think that's an innate thing that we do as we get older is become more reflective of all the things that we've enjoyed and done and then slowly tap into it and really, I guess, rediscover it in a whole new life right? I think that's a beautiful way. So congrats to you. That's, that's, a big, that's a big process to be able to be so reflective and, and so vulnerable, right? Leaving a career of seven, eight years and what you thought was your passion is, is a courageous thing to do. Yes, courageous is probably the word because <laughs> I lead with my heart. I didn't want to take the time to reflect whether it was a smart thing or not a smart thing. I just wanted to do it. And in fact, I just make things work. You just make things work. You just do it. If it doesn't work out, okay. Right. You just have to take the chance. That's and right. so that's what I decided to do. Good for you. you. <laughs> and and it's, it's also a blessing for not only you, but all the clients that you're supporting and, and leading. Yes. You know, some people aren't comfortable doing that. It's just who you are, who yes. you are inside. So that's just me. I, I mean, I can't push somebody to do that if, if they don't want to do that. Absolutely. But I think it's also really interesting to see 
the characteristics that you bring to the table, which we're going to talk about now because I want you to share. We've had a few conversations over the last little while, and I've recognized your humor and your candidness and your flow and your freedom, so to speak, in how you present yourself. And just through conversations, I think those are real gems that make Debbie Debbie attributes that really define you in your purpose to support other people on that metaphorical piece of what is on their porch. What are the diamonds that they have in their backyard already? It's to be able to go in and shine those and really dig for them a little bit. It's, they're not going to come up real easy. If you would like to share, what do you feel are some of the other attributes or skill sets or type of personality that you feel you have that can really support in coaching people? Number one is curiosity. Even in our training, they enforce curiosity. Mm. And not enforce, but they would say, you know, be curious. And I am. I love hearing people's stories. I think I mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. I love finding out what people are all about. I'm just in awe. Wow. Wow. How great. I'm so so excited by what people are all about. So for me, that's number one. Yes. I just want to hear people's stories. Number two, I do know that I have a gift of empathy. We talk about getting inside the sandbox. It's hard not to. That means stepping in with them while they're going through something. It's hard not to get emotional. It's hard not to feel what somebody's feeling mm-hmm. if they're going through a hard time. Sure. I can just almost feel what they're feeling. Yes. And, you know, understand what they're going through. And I mean, I think that's why I just spend so much time crying every night when I'm watching the news these days. Oh it's just, or when I walk around the neighborhood and see all the closed stores. Yes. that I once used to go to. And it's just, yes. I just feel deeply about that. So empathy, empathy mm-hmm. is, is my best trait, I think. That's an interesting perspective of how you talked about really being on the journey with the individual and really exposing that experience and really feeling it. So I can only imagine how challenging it is for you to experience your day-to-day life. At the end of our training, um, in order to pass, you had to do a 30-minute coaching session with somebody that mm-hmm. you had, your peer coach, you yeah. know, somebody you had already coached. I just was so nervous, so nervous about it. I just was scared to death. It came time for our call. I didn't know what she was going to talk about. And I went through the steps of how we coach. She threw me so off guard with her story. It was just something about how uh, her best friend was shot and killed when she was a young girl and she wants to get in touch with his sister. And oh my God, I said, stop, please wow. stop. I can't do this. Yeah, sometimes it just catches you off guard. Yeah, that's pretty intense. It's quite a lesson for a first timer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was like, can we do something a little lighter, please? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, yeah, you have to feel what what works for you in terms of your skill set and your style of interaction and engagement with people, right? So with that, you talked about wanting to walk other people through their own passions and look at life with fulfillment. 
How has that process been while working with other individuals for you? So the intentions of your coaching practice. Everything is a learning experience. I learned from every single person that I talk to Mm -hmm. because of this curiosity. It's almost like being a child. It's kind of like learning about everything and everybody. So for me, the process has been fascinating and joyful when I see their progress and I see how happy they are. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the best feeling in the whole world to know that I have helped at least one person at a time. That's what's fulfilling. It's beautiful. So Debbie, we recognize that nurturing other people through their journey to identify and support them through their passion is key. So what is it Debbie does for her to nurture your passion and to get you through being so empathetic, especially when you're coaching others and being so empathetic as, as who you are as an individual? What does that look like? I just think it's just so interesting because as I said, you know, when I talk to people, I learn about them. I apply what I learned from them, what my own experience was as a child, let's say, or my teen years or my adult years or uh, my years as a mother. Through the years, I apply what they say and kind of see how it fits in with my own life. And it's just really interesting. Because you're learning so much, you're finding out so much more about yourself in relation to other people. I'm not comparing. That might have sounded like I was comparing. No, I'm not comparing. I'm just seeing where I fit in with what they're going through also. Mm -hmm. It's it's just fascinating. I I learn more and more about myself every Mm -hmm. time I talk to somebody. Can you share an experience or a conversation, be it from the first experience you had during that coaching piece, an experience during coaching your clients where it was a reflective piece and you innately reflected on yourself and that changed your life. Sometimes it's the smallest things that have the greatest impact. Absolutely. And in fact, the story that I talked about earlier, my final recording that didn't go so well on the first take, I was so shocked by her story and she was surprised by my reaction. That taught me a lot. It taught me to just step aside, not get in the sandbox with somebody, um, not be so emotionally entangled with that person. Clearly, that's exactly what happened. And as a coach, you do not want that to happen. Right. You have to take care of yourself. You have to set boundaries for yourself. And in so doing, that gives your client a little more confidence in you. You know, if they see you falling apart, that's not so great. So that particular moment taught me a whole lot. And I have since learned to set my boundaries, not only with coaching, but in other areas of my life as well. With my daughter, my sister, just some difficult discussions I've had with them, I'm able to not lose myself. Yes. And And I think it all stemmed from that moment, actually. That was pretty big. That's beautiful. And like you said, it's all a learning experience. Every single experience we have, regardless whether it's a client or whether it's a relative or a family member or then 
the guy next door. It doesn't matter. It's the lens in which we look at it, using the skills and experiences that we have of how to respond, whether it's a default response reaction or whether it's a really authentic and nurtured response. Um, so I think those are really key things through coaching. And, and it sounds like you've been able to work through and build some resilience and build your own toolkit that's unique for you with your humor and your candid and your laughter, I think is really key. So you can support clients on their journey to find their passion. So I love that. One of my favorite statements along those lines is you cannot make a mistake. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. I wish I didn't do that. That was a huge mistake. I was a failure. Those are all negative statements that is in relation to the call, you know, the recording that I thought I had failed. Yes. And absolutely not. It wasn't a mistake. It actually was a lifelong learning experience that I didn't know at the time. Every time we feel we've made a mistake, it's not a mistake. If you reframe it as a learning experience, everything's mm-hmm. an opportunity. It will help you to turn it into a positive mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those new lenses, I believe, people need to wear to be able to look at it as a learning experience rather than looking at life in a state of victimhood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's, that's so key. You've kind of experienced that on both ends of the scale. I mean, you shared very early on about your own experience and how you was looking for more, something more meaningful, something more purposeful. Yeah, it's an interesting process. Life will bring us challenges and life will bring us experiences that we often maybe mitigate and just brush under the table because it's just default behavior and how we're conditioned to eat, sleep, breathe, and live. Like I've said to you, it's a very courageous journey to be able to go inward and recognize and coach yourself on getting more out of life from second half transitions. That's one of the benefits of being a coach, by the way. I get to help myself. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But I think coaching is perhaps known to do it a little bit more. (laughs) Right. Maybe. Well, Debbie, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Narendran. This was fun. It was fun. And thank you so much for sharing. I recognize it's sometimes not easy to be as transparent and open and you know, vulnerable with certain situations and experiences that you've shared on the call today. So I want to honor you that and say thank you for doing that. I look forward to our continued conversation. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. I'm Narendran, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.